This podcast is a 98 Studios production. Hey, it's Christy. Welcome back to Do The Work. Today and every day, we will talk about things that really matter. You, your thoughts, your feelings, and your experiences. Relationships are what matter most, and they can be complicated. If you'd like a better connection with yourself, with others, and with God, you are in the right place. So glad you're here. Merry Christmas and welcome back to Do the Work. It is absolutely crazy to me that we are a few days before Christmas and coming to the end of 2023. The Do the Work podcast aired for the first time the last week of March of this year. So this is nine months of weekly podcasts. Over these last nine months, I've covered many different topics. The fear of asking for help. Where do those feelings of not feeling being enough come from? separating who I am as a person from what I do, the problem with pretending that we don't have feelings, what is and what is not my responsibility, motherhood, fatherhood, expectations, our own and those that others put upon us, pornography, emotional honesty, perfectionism, failing faster, parenting, fear of what others think of you, relationships, false summits, body image, building bridges, not walls, divorce, marriage, validation, gratitude, Jesus Christ, service, generosity, giving, loss, lots of different topics. And there are so many more topics to address and real life issues that affect us on a day-to-day basis. And I'm excited to keep talking about them. But an overall theme from these last months of podcasts is the amazing reality that our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our behavior. Loss, trauma, or just a lack of connection inside of ourselves or our families and relationships does not take a break during the holidays. In fact, sometimes those things are accentuated during the holidays. I don't know how you're feeling as we're just a few days before Christmas, but some common feelings around Christmas are joy, excitement, peace, overwhelm, frustration, irritation, and fear. Some people even want to isolate during the holidays because they're so uncomfortable in their feelings. I had a client share with me the other day that she was feeling so overwhelmed by making sure that everyone was comfortable and taken care of at a certain family activity. She was so irritated about it that her children were feeling uncomfortable and backing away. When I asked her what she could control, she sheepishly replied, my own thoughts, my own feelings, and my own behavior. Okay, I said, so if that's true and you apply that to this situation, how does it change how you respond and also how you feel about the activity, how you feel about the people that you're having the activity with? She thought for a minute and said, It changes everything. For good or bad? In what way? I asked. For good. When she walked into my office, she was sure that the experience she'd had was what was causing her irritation. But she left feeling much lighter, recognizing that when she was willing to let go of trying to control how others felt about her choices, she would have a far better ability to just enjoy the experience and connect with these people who she loved so much. Our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings affect our behavior. Just try it with me. Think of something that's causing you pain or just feels irritating or frustrating this Christmas season. What is the thought? Now ask yourself, am I wanting to, I'm going to use the word control, but a lot of people don't like that word. So so I can say, am I wanting to make sure that someone feels or thinks 
um, happy or, or glad about something? If the answer is yes, then are you willing to let that go? It might look like this. I got a new sweater for my friend and I'm worried that it's going to be the wrong size or that he or she won't like the color of it. Can you hear me wanting to control how my friend feels about the way it fits or the colors that I chose? If I'm not willing to let that go, I'm going to feel anxious about it. I'm going to feel uncomfortable. I may not want to give the gift. I may think, oh, should I get another gift? But if I'm willing to let that go, this is how it changes in my heart and mind. I got a new sweater for my friend. I love her or him, and I will keep the receipt in case it isn't what this person would like. Just like that. I'm back in the present where I'm not stuck, but have a choice. I've met several clients this month who are feeling overwhelmed and they're having a hard time finding the joy of the season. As we've chatted about what might be causing those feelings, it is always sweet to me to see the fog lift when we talk about what they're thinking about their experiences. And then moving from a space where maybe they've been in victim to a space of choice, And I wanted to share some different thinking and responding options. Please know that as I mentioned these mind-shifting suggestions, I'm in no way suggesting that our real-life experiences aren't very real. I'm suggesting that how we think about our experiences affects us so much more than we may realize. So here are some possible suggestions. I have so many parties this month that none of them are even feeling fun anymore. That thought could change too. I've chosen to attend a lot of parties this month, and I'm realizing that when I do, I feel overwhelmed. It makes sense that I'm tired. I'll be mindful moving forward with what I agree to during the holidays. Here's another example. I am always responsible for the get-togethers, and I'm sick of no one else helping. That could turn into, I love gathering with people I love. They matter to me, and I'm willing to do extra effort to make that happen. I'll ask others that are coming to help me more, and I'll let go of the things that are non-essential so that I can better connect with those I'm gathering with. Can you feel the difference as I say it? Does the shift feel good, or do you find yourself thinking that I'm minimizing your experience? Just stick with me. Okay, here's another option. I hate it when Christmas gets closer and I'm afraid I haven't gotten enough for Christmas, enough gifts for for others for Christmas. That thought, which can really take a wild turn the closer it gets to Christmas, transforms to, there's no such thing as enough Christmas presents. My purpose for giving gifts is to show love and to help those I love feel the joy of giving and receiving. Instead of worrying about If my children or spouse is going to love their Christmas, I'm going to focus on surrender. I'm going to surrender the outcome, which I can't control anyway, and I'm going to find ways to connect with those that I love the most. When we shift our focus to what we can control, our feelings will change. Here's one last suggestion. I hate the holidays. They always bring up so many painful memories and reminders. With lots of validation, these thoughts could move too. I'm going to be more mindful about where I let my mind go through this holiday season. I will refuse to live in a victim state. I will think of others and find things to be grateful for each day. When I start to feel heavy-hearted, I'll call a friend. I'll help someone in need or take some time to care for myself. I get to choose how I feel about Christmas. When we give up trying to control how another person feels about something that we're doing, we will notice that the feelings of angst will go away. 
I admitted in my holiday expectations episode that I don't love the expectation of gift giving at Christmas time. First of all, I felt some vulnerability hangover after I shared that so publicly. But truly, it has also caused me to be very mindful of it this year. And I'm applying these tools that I'm sharing with you today on a very regular basis. It really does change everything. And all of a sudden, gift giving feels different, feels fun, feels like something that I want to do. Choosing to be mindful about what we let ourselves think about is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves and others. As I close this podcast and I think about Christmas, I love Christmas stories. My, when my children were young, we would read Christmas stories together. And we were gathered as a family recently. And one of my nephews, my sister Cindy's son, said one of his favorite things, oh, it was a Thanksgiving. We were, and we were asking different questions at Thanksgiving. And he said one of his favorite Christmas memories was reading a Christmas story every, every evening with his mom. And then Cindy shared um, that one of the stories that they would read every year was a poem that my brother Brett wrote 30 years ago. And so I want to share that with you today. As I shopped through the mall seeking just the right gifts, there was so much to choose from, I became rather miffed. Every shop had its windows filled up to the brim with fun toys, cuddly puppies, perfume, a home gym, little trinkets for grandma, a clapper for dad, a Ginzu knife sampler, Esprit's latest fad. There's no shortage of secrets at Victoria's Place, a yummy bread maker to brighten mom's face. And I knew that at Crowns I would find a good book that would fit rather nicely in sister's book nook. I bought basketball, softballs, and rackets galore, little frame sets for pictures, and still there was more. As I purchased each item and wrapped it up neat, I walked onward and upward and leftward and right till the afternoon hours crept into the night. Then I paused, took assessment of all that I'd bought, and I labeled each gift should have or should not. It was lucky for me, the should-haves clearly won, and I let out a sigh. Christmas shopping was done. In less than four hours, I had all that I'd sought. My arms ached with pain and my back hid a knot. Yet for every wrapped present I'd placed neath the tree, I knew others were shopping for presents for me. As I prepared to go home, my eyes caught a sight that put into perspective my chores of that night. I saw a young boy, not much older than three, holding up a small sign that read, Please, please help me. As my eyes left his sign and looked up at his face, I saw someone who looked very much out of place. I sensed that he knew of the joys that were there, but of toys and of clothing, he didn't dare care. The bag that he carried was soiled and stained, and a shell of a jacket was all that remained. He looked skinny by nature, but his frame was too slight for a three-year-old boy on that cold winter's night. As he laid down his sign, ran his palm through his hair, Busy shoppers passed by, trying hard not to stare. Then he tucked his torn shirt into pants that were green, took a sleeve to his nose, and he wiped it off clean. I had no way of knowing how long he'd been there, but I bet it was dazed by his brown, matted brown hair. As he turned to resume to his place once again, he reached out for a sign, but instead touched a man. And next to that man stood a three-year-old boy, a hot burger in one hand, the other a toy. With a tiny round hand straining hard at the weight, he offered the food, then the toy, to his mate. At first he looked startled, but slowly he'd see that the gift-bearing boy brought not one toy, but three. 
There was no recognition. These were not trusted friends. Yet the look in his eyes spoke of love without end. They conversed for a moment while I stood in my place. Then with big arms that shelter, the father reached down and he picked up his son from off of the ground. Encircled in love, the boy's smile moved a crack and he said to his friend, Don't worry, we'll be back. With his sandwich half eaten, the other half saved, the boy saw them off with a shy, humble wave. As I followed the father and son out the door, I knew that their Christmas meant a whole, whole lot more than my presents all wrapped in bright ribbons and bows, which in hours would reveal fancy trinkets and clothes, each one with a price tag that told of its worth, but not one told the story of Christ's humble birth. Yet in one brief exchange, I saw Christ, meek and mild, dressed in poverty's rags and the gifts of a child. That night, as I knelt and thanked God up above, I thanked Him for people who demonstrate love. I'm sure there were weightier matters that day, but to one little boy, things are looking okay. You'll have many choices in your day and in your week. I hope you'll choose to do the work. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, share a written experience, or ask me a question, Go to coachchristy.life and fill out the podcast questionnaire and we'll be in touch with you soon. There are no dumb questions or experiences, just opportunities to learn and do the work. Have a great week.